Welcome to the Minority Trailblazer Podcast, and I'm your host, Greg E. Hill, the Culture Change Agent. And welcome to episode number 11. And today we have a special, special interviewer for for all you people out there that's looking to start your own blog, looking to create a side hustle. This episode is for you. So um, even before I get into that, I just want to, I got a praise break. I want to say thank you for each and every person who has listened to any show, who has supported the podcast. The, the feedback and the support has been mind-blowing. I mean, we've now eclipsed over 3,100 downloads. We're getting played in Italy, Morocco, Peru, Ghana. I mean, I ain't never... I, our only place I ever been was Toronto. We getting played all the way out there. That is amazing. That's God moving. And so I'm excited about that. I'm also excited. Shout out to, to Kamaria Ellerby, to Shante Hunt, to Michael Farrell, to um, Latresa Jones, everybody. I mean, I wish I could say all the names who have left a comment and subscribed, but also rated the show. It, re- it really means a lot because literally because these ratings, they help us with the iTunes rankings to help us get our word out there more and creates a credibility. So if you haven't already, please subscribe and rate the podcast, even if it's your first time listening. After, I mean, in a 15 minute point, if you say, okay, this is a good show, I'll rock with it, subscribe and rate the podcast. It's going to take two minutes, all right? Also, if you have any suggestions or anybody that you want to see on the show, at me on Twitter, at Greggy Hill, or hit me up on Instagram, at Greggy Hill, or you can just send me an email at minoritytrailblazer.com. Like any suggestions, any tips, please let me know. I want to hear from you. Honestly, any feedback, I want to hear from you, and I'm excited because we already recorded for season two, and when I tell you we have some dynamic guests, whoa, I'm excited, man. We got some great people coming on the show. So without further ado, let's get into our guest, and I'm excited to introduce, I mean, she's a digital media strategist who specializes in online communications and brand strategy for nonprofit and advocacy organizations. A self-proclaimed millennial on a mission, she began her blog self-titled in September 2011. And that means going on five years. And that has evolved to celebrate and support her generation, helping her peers identify ways to intersect their passions with their purpose. I mean, she has contributed to websites such as Level League, Her Agenda, The Branding Muse, 20-something bloggers, and the root. And in August 2014, she was named 30 viral voices under 30 by the root.com. I mean, that's huge. The root.com, hundreds of thousands of followers. Um, really dope, great website about black people. <laughs> A native of Chicago, she moved to the District of Columbia after graduating from Syracuse University, where she dual majored in public relations and marketing. And she lives by, actually, I ain't going to tell what the quote she lived by because I'm about to ask her what the quote is on the show. So I know that was a, a short tidbit, a snippet of our guest. So without further ado, I want to give a minority trailblazer welcome to our strong, black, beautiful sister, Chastity Cooper. Welcome to the Minority Trailblazer podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. No problem. I'm excited to kind of delve into your story, what you do, Miss 30 Under 30, and we're going to take <laughs> it from there. <laughs> so, Chas, you ready to begin? I'm ready. All right, so cool. Let our viewers, our audience, our people know a little bit about you 
Sure. So I um, consider myself to be a uh, digital media strategist. So that can sound like a loaded term, but uh, all day I get to have fun on social media. So Twitter, (laughs) Facebook, um, Instagram, you name it. I'm working with uh, primarily a nonprofit client uh, to enhance their voice online and and really connect with their constituents, whether it's various campaigns that we're running or just repurposing certain content that we've had throughout the year. So it's really enjoyable. It's really a great experience to get to know different clients and use different types of voices and, and really get to connect with their audience. Hmm. That's that. That's that sound fan. So tell us a little bit more about you. So I am a graduate of Syracuse University's uh, class 2011, where I majored in marketing and public relations. Mm -hmm. I am originally from Chicago, Illinois, and have lived... What side of Chicago? Well, okay. So I'm from the suburbs. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But I tend to say Chicago because uh, some people may or may not know where Evanston is, but that's where I grew up, uh, right near uh, Northwestern University. So... Um, I had the opportunity to visit Northwestern on numerous occasions throughout my high school career. And while I may not have gotten in, um, it's still in a lovely place I like to call home. But um, I live in Washington, D.C., so I am right down the street from the White House. Mm -hmm. I have not actually I have had one sighting of the president when he was grabbing some uh, barbecue at a local barbecue spot so that was fun (laughs) um but i absolutely love living in the district and i've made so many cool friends and um created so many different professional relationships since i've been here the last three years so um i'm I'm a huge huge quote guy like i send I wake up every morning at 4.30, and then around like 7 o'clock, I send quotes to over 100 people every single morning. So um, just to kind of get the motivational ball rolling and every day start positive and write to their phones, not on Instagram because everybody don't see that. So I'm going to send it right to their phones so they can see it. So let's start the show off with a quote from you, and I want you to kind of share our audience how you use the quote on your everyday life and tell us what a story. Absolutely. So my favorite quote uh, by far is it's actually in my email signature from Oprah Winfrey. Um, Do what you love, give it back in the form of service, and you will do more than succeed. So my story coming to Washington, D.C. was very unplanned. I had um, graduated in 2011, come down here, had an internship. And immediately when I got down here, I started making connections with older millennials and and, uh, more seasoned professionals going to various happy hours and networking events. But another thing I really made a point to get involved with while here in D.C. was community service. It's always been a constant throughout my life, whether it's uh, been in middle school, high school, college, I've always had a heart to serve. So over the course of nine months throughout my um, PR internships, I kind of came at a standstill in March 2012. I really didn't know what it was I wanted to do, if I wanted to stay in PR, if I wanted to go back to grad school, or I had really no clue. But luckily, I'm I'm very uh, a big uh, believer that, you know, um, everything happens for a reason and, and, you know, your purpose is already mapped out. You just have to walk in it. So around April, May 2012, 
one of my good friends who works at uh, Higher Achievement, she asked me if I was doing anything for the summer. And I was like, well, hopefully I'll be, you know, working, having a full-time job. And literally the door opened for this alumni relations um, position with AmeriCorps. And so for those who are unfamiliar with AmeriCorps, you uh, sign up for a year. The particular program I was in, I signed up for a year-long um, commitment to stick with higher achievement, uh, work and um, some get paid at the poverty level. Um, that's really the purpose of AmeriCorps to really um, educate. Get, get those. paid at the poverty level. Yes. So um, depending on where you live uh, throughout the country, the way and AmeriCorps is a service program, and it started about uh, 20 years ago. Um, the actual entity of uh, Volunteers to America started about. Um, over 40 years ago, um, John, uh, President John F. Kennedy signed, when he signed into uh, law Peace Corps, he also thought it was important to have a domestic Peace Corps. So that's where AmeriCorps um, came apart. But um, the AmeriCorps VISTA program is turning 20 this year. So um, I've had the opportunity to really be a part of something really great and not only give back to my community, but connect with kids and um, insight change for a nonprofit that's actually been in the D.C. community for well over 40 years. So that whole point in giving back was really important to me. And even though I wasn't getting paid a uh, full salary with complete benefits, I think the whole purpose of that uh, experience for me was to really understand how connected uh, to the community, especially a new community for me at the time, um, how important that is in, in giving back and how it really paved the way for what I'm doing currently. So um, as I said earlier, I am a social media manager for a larger nonprofit. So I really do believe that that AmeriCorps experience exposed me to what the nonprofit world looks like, what a um, a social media manager is supposed to do to represent that brand and to really um, execute its strategy and connect with this audience. So um, I think service is, is the heart of everything that I do, whether it's connecting with young people and mentoring them or um, being able to you know work for a nonprofit. So let's jump into what you do currently because we're going to I want so you're unique because you have two phases you freelance on the side mm -hmm. and you have a day-to-day -day business so walk us through and how you got into that and what you currently do then talk to us about freelancing and, and we'll keep dive into your experience in starting freelances and your ups and downs in that so first walk us through day-to-day Sure. So day to day, um, I am uh, I work for a PR firm here in the district. So I wake up at around six o'clock. Um, you know, I, I consult. So I have to go out to my client's office four four times a week. Um, so that's about maybe a 45 minute commute. I get there. And because I am the social media and web manager, I work with all departments across the organization. Um, so I have the opportunity to um, connect with different audiences, whether it's, um, you know, those who may be attending the um, organization's annual meeting, or if we're working with partner organizations on a particular campaign, um, everything that has to do with social media and the website comes through me. So I have that really cool opportunity to be creative and work with graphic designers on um, different collateral, but at the same time work with my 
um, supervisors and executing um, our strategy and making sure that our brand and our voice is, is very sound and it's, it's um, you know, very clear throughout. So I'm at, I get to work probably around 8, 8.30. I leave the office around 5.30, uh, get home um, back to the district around 6.15. And given uh, the week, um, there may be, you know, several events going on in D.C. It's pretty tame right now since we just had the long Labor Day holiday. But this month there will be a number of activities happening with the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation's annual conference taking place at the end of the month. So uh-huh. that'll come with networking events, um, attending different happy hours, meeting different people across um, different spheres, politically, nonprofit organizations. Um, so I, I tend to, you know, if I'm not going to a dance class, um, you know, to keep this up, I'm, I'm going to a networking event or um, I'm typically coming home and, and this is where it goes into my freelance work, um, working on projects for a couple clients that I have. Uh, one is a small nonprofit. Another is a filmmaker out of New York. I'm working with another young lady uh, who is a marketing maven turned children's author. Um, so it's very interesting to, to you know, not only focus on one voice for my nine to five, but come home and to continue that interesting cycle of being creative and, and thinking on my feet and, and um, projecting these different voices to connect with different audiences. Mm, that's, so that's that's very intriguing. So that leads us to, because I want to do a deep dive, because this is what the show is all about, into mm-hmm. your freelancers. So how did you get your first start into saying, okay, I have a current nine to five, but I want to kind of take it a different direction. I want to start freelancing. How did that, how did that whole transition start? Sure. So I would say last year, late last year, when I was working in digital marketing, specifically uh, when I was with uh, the University of North Carolina's MPA, online MPA program, I started to learn a lot of different tools and techniques in order to um, you know, promote this program. So whether it was Twitter, you know, uh, using Twitter or Facebook, um, learning Google Analytics, learning how to code, all of those things became really interesting to me. So I thought, well, you know, I already do blog and people read my blog and they'll say, oh, that's great. That's awesome. Keep doing it. I said, but what if I turn this into a legitimate side hustle? So late 2013, I kind of dabbled in it. Early 2014, in February, I wrote a piece for The Root that spoke to um, why I believe in Black millennials and why we're awesome. Um, Because on my blog, I've been doing a number of features of uh, um, millennials of all races, um, them sharing their stories as to, you know, what they're passionate about and how they've been able to merge their passion with their purpose. So it was in November... Um, I'm sorry, February, that I wrote the piece. It did amazing on the website. And that was kind of the start where I was like, okay, I need to really get serious. Not only about um, writing more, but also my personal brand and really branding myself as this millennial expert. So, you know, throughout the last, you know, six to seven months, it's just been a whirlwind from, you know, getting this new awesome career opportunity with the nonprofit client that I work with to meeting so many different people in the digital space and nonprofit space and 
political space and really being a champion for our generation. Mm, that's big. That's big. So how did you get the confidence to say that, okay, I'm going to be the one to showcase these stories and really take that first move? And, and, and let's take a little step back. Let's talk about starting the blog because I know a lot of people out there um, that have a lot to say on on Instagram, Facebook, a lot of social networks, but they don't own their own content. So if mm-hmm. they want to, if people want to find their thoughts, their opinions, or see what's going on, they're just venting on social media. So when was the transition? You say, okay, let me get into this blog space, and then going from just being a regular blog writer to saying, okay, let me try to brand myself as an expert on this. Sure. So I've always loved to write since I was a kid. I Short stories, journal entries. I, I could go back to my mom's house and find tons of old journals. So that uh, that writing, that passion for writing has started really early for me. But it wasn't until I moved to Washington, D.C. and I wanted to um, document my experience in a brand new city. Um, so, you know, my career, the start of my career um, going to different events, meeting different people, experiences I was having in the district. That's That started around September 2011. And it wasn't until, oh, I think it was January 2012, I was sitting on my computer and it just came to me. I was on Twitter and I was like, millennials on a mission. And it stuck, immediately <laughs> stuck. And I was just like, okay, I have to run with this. And ever since... It, it just things started coming to me. I was I was following so many different um, people, my my peers on on Twitter that they were doing awesome things. They had so many awesome stories, and a lot of them in the beginning. If you go back, you'll see there's a common thread that they went to Syracuse, but that's just because I was so proud to see so many of my classmates doing amazing things. But the more that I continued to do the profiles, and they started about two a month. Um, more I continue to do the profiles, people were like, yo, you should really connect with so-and-so or did you hear about uh, this thing that they're doing? And even the people I started to meet in the district, I'm like, I want to spotlight you, you know, here's some questions, answer them at your leisure. You know, there's no um, limit to, you know, what you want to say, just say, and I'll put it together. And the stories that I've told over the last uh, oh, oh my gosh, two years, it seems. Yeah, about two years um, have been amazing. I've been so inspired by the young people that I've, I've connected with from um, a young man who lost his job working for, um, you know, high political officials and finally finding his purpose. He, he went overseas and did some uh, philanthropic work, came back and really understood what his purpose was to uh, a marketing maven who worked in New York City and, and had a passion for writing kids books about uh, science and technology and, and encouraging kids to go into that particular field. The the stories are endless, and I've just continued to be inspired by so many of my, my millennial peers. That's huge. That's huge. That's huge. So let's ask this question for... For those people out there that are first starting their their own blog or want to curate their voice, what would be some of the top, I guess, say three or four things that they should consider before early blog writers or people that want to start their own platform? Sure. It's funny. I wrote a blog post about this um, not too long ago, but I typically like to, before I, and a lot of people come to me, they're like, Chaz, I'm going to start a blog. I'm going to talk to you. I'm like, yeah, link up. 
But I think the most important thing is you have to be passionate about what you're going to write about. For me, it was starting out going to events and things in the news, whether it was about public relations, marketing, um, and how that related to my peers. So how are companies marketing to um, millennials and and what type of uh, really cool marketing advertisements are out there that are really enticing and catching to the eye. So find what you're passionate about first and foremost. Secondly, you want to you ha- you want to have a plan. So I actually just found the the blog post. So the five W's you want to ask yourself. The first is who. Who is your audience? Who do you want to read your content? Is it cat lovers? Is it people who love the Chicago Bears? Is it people in education, politics? You have to decide who your audience is going to be. Secondly, like I just said, what is your content going to be about? Are you going to strictly talk about um, episodes of House of Cards or are you more of a Scandal fan? Or do you (laughs) want to talk about Orange is the New Black? You have to have uh, a what and, and you have to really promote that what constantly. So are you going to blog? And that's the second thing. I mean, the third thing, excuse me, when, how often are you going to post? You're going to post every day, every two days, once a month, uh, once every two months. You have to, once you start to figure out, okay, this is my audience. This is what I'm going to talk about. What, how many times am I going to post? You know the scandal comes on every Thursday at 9, 8 central. So people, if you're going to write about scandal, people are probably going to expect a recap Friday morning while they're on their way to work. So so three, when. Four, where. I am a personal fan of WordPress, but you have Squarespace and Wix. You need to do WordPress. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a personal fan of WordPress because everything is there. And even if you wanted to code and change some things, you're, you're game to do that. But you have WordPress, you have Tumblr, you have Squarespace, you have Wix, you have all these different platforms. You have to figure out what's going to be easiest for you. Back in the day, I used to use Blogger, which Google has now decided to take over and really doesn't exist anymore. But um, once I found WordPress, I fell in love and I was hooked. And finally, why are you... What, what's why? What's the purpose of you blogging? Is it simply to throw shade at people like a Perez Hilton, or is it to empower people and to um, showcase the, the different lenses in which we can see life? So, how are you going to, um, or why are you actually pursuing this um, endeavor of blogging? So, um, you want to think about those five things. That would be my advice for someone who's starting to blog. You know, think about those five um, W's and really decide. Okay, do I have the time to blog twice a week, or um, am I going to do you know something once a week and and then kind of you know once I get the hang of it, start to blog more often. Um, I always look on Instagram, social media for, and I see these people with. Thousands of Instagram followers, they, they're natural influencers, but they're not leveraging what they could be like creating a platform, creating a, a, some services or something. Especially I see this for um, SGA presidents, uh, Miss, Mrs. and Mr. and or all these people that have these business in college. I really feel like one, if you're there, you should you should have a blog. You should you should be getting subscribers. You should be building your own platform. So when you graduate, 
you can you can continue that momentum because I see so many people. Um, this is not even only for people in SGA. This is for, I guess, quote unquote, people that are that are cool and all this other stuff online. Why not leverage that into um, a website or a platform so you can kind of control control the medium? And I wish more people would create their own blogs and and create their own identity online instead of just being contained in an Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Because, like you said, the possibilities are endless. You just started with okay, I want to talk about minority uh, millennials and whatnot. So you did a couple stories here, a couple stories there. Then people just came to you and said, "Hey, have you heard about so and so? Have you heard about so and so?" And and now, where you're in a space where you know and have a network, a growing network of minority professionals that are killing it in so many different spaces, and that's allowing you opportunities that you would never have, you never started, but also mm-hmm. getting their stories out there. And it just started mm-hmm. with ideas. So saying even if, okay, I'm a cool kid, I co- I, I just post about uh, sneakers and looking cool. Well, have a blog um, correlated towards that. So lead, have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter to be a funnel to what you talk about, and then maybe add a service or something like that. Like that monetize it or at least get what you're trying to do out there because you will never ever i mean not i'm not gonna say that there has been some people been famous off twitter instagram but you have to have a backline like i see so many people with so much potential but they're just confined to the walls of twitter of instagram and facebook and i really wish they would take heed and start their own blogs or or personal website it's that easy you can go i mean Chassie's gonna have her information at the end of the show, but Chassie, how easy it is to start a blog? It's super easy. Like I said before, you really just want to have a strategy behind the the content that you're going to share. But it's as simple as hopping on the computer, logging on to WordPress or Tumblr. All these things are free unless you want to get real fancy and buy a completely, you know, really cool um, format for WordPress. But most of um, the formats and the templates are are absolutely free to use. And the only thing that is going to cost, however, is your domain. So I would suggest if you want your name.com, again, there's so many different vendors of uh, domains and personal URLs that you could look into. But it's important to have, you know, if you're going to do something, do it right. You want it to be your name.com or whatever. Um, brand or identity you're trying to build buy the domain immediately so that nobody be able to take it mm, yeah 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 we could talk for days on this so mm-hmm. but let's go to the freelance and I, I got a couple questions because um as a freelancer i know doing what you do on social media and strategies you probably have a it's, it's, it's probably a weird space because a you're charging for your service and friends know what you do so how do you kind of how did you kind of say, okay, I'm um, go from pro bono work to I'm charging for my services and then having that conversation with people that might know you or whatnot? Because although a lot of freelancers, it's hard when you're doing a service and people don't really know the work that goes behind it. So they'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, uh, can, can you help out with this? I know you do this. And then you say a price and they're looking at you like, what? You're just, you're just using, you're just tweeting something. You're just making a post or you're making a strategy. So walk us through your, your take on starting off as a freelance and, 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 and having those those difficult conversations. Absolutely. So what I love about the word freelancing is that the word free is in it. So a lot of times when starting out, um, even just building, you know, sort of credentials for myself and gaining experience, I did have to do things for yeah. free. So whether it was um, covering certain um, events happening in the district, for instance, I did um, a conference, a women's con- one day women's conference 
back in April uh, for a mentor of mine. And I knew she wasn't going to pay me, but to gain that experience and oh, yeah. how to kind of bounce around during an event, grabbing quotes, taking pictures, managing not only a Facebook, but a Twitter and an Instagram account simultaneously. That was something I learned. And then additionally, I did another um, event back in March called She Rocks. So um, working with uh, this young millennial uh personality. She had tons of different performers and she gave out awards and she had a red carpet. So again, bouncing around and gaining that experience and getting sound bites and video and sharing those things with her followers. Um, so that built my experience. And then um, it's all about also who you know. So one of my really good friends, um, her name is Dominique Broadway. She's a financial coach and she has a very vast network so not only you know had she you know kind of been um pouring these ideas into me and really believing in me and sort of being a champion for me but she would run into people who would say oh i need somebody to do social media and you'd be surprised how many organizations and entrepreneurs and small businesses need that to you know make them successful because as you said before people have gotten famous off of tweets and instagram posts and facebook so um it's really a, a vital outlet to promote your voice and really get your work out there but um she had at one point was like chastity you need to come up with a plan you need to start charging people you need to figure out which type of client you want and you need to go for it and it's also com being confident in the work that you can produce and not being afraid to just take the leap so whether it's going to a networking event and running into certain people hearing their you know what they're doing and what other side projects they may have going on and just kind of dropping hey you know I do social media for x y and z and if you if you need any help let me know and sometimes it starts out you know a little bit here, a little bit there, when they're available or when they have the funds to pay you. And, you know, they will. I think it also comes improving yourself. You have to, you know, not only have um, the drive and the motivation to do well, but you also have to have a little bit to back it up. Yeah, that, that's the that's the most important part. You have to have to back it up, and it's like it's a it's a balance between because you have to have the intellect, the intuition to say, okay, this person reaching out, I know they have access to these networks. I could possibly do this for free because I know in the back end, as I continue to prove myself and whatnot, and it, it will have a turnout. But certain people, of course, if they maybe don't have that that kind of back, and then you got to be like, well, if I'm putting all this time and effort, it's just. You just have to kind of use that intellection. Like, for instance, in me coming out speaking, when I first started, um, primarily on my clients, when I did it was was pro bono work because I still needed a lot of a lot of reforming, a lot of practice and practice mm -hmm. and practice, and then getting those reels out there and seeing my mistakes and then having people um, co-sign like testimonials because that's big thing. Ask yes. for the testimonials. Mm -hmm. Get those te don't don't just think people are going to refer you. You have to ask for the referral. And then ask for those testimonials immediately after. So if, it, if it's a follow-up email, if it's a video, immediately after, get those testimonials. And um, I've been able to funnel that, funnel that. And also, I don't know if this has helped you, but getting and finding other people around my age that are in that space and really just being a sponge. So if they had 30 minutes, 15 minutes of time asking questions and seeing how they kind of transition. Because I have a friend that mm -hmm. he's actually on a future podcast, um, EJ Carrion. He's 
killing the scene. He gets paid a lot of money to come in and speak in. So I said, okay, how do I position myself? Ask all these questions. So now I'm at the point which um, I command up for fifteen to three thousand dollars for an hour and a half of my time because. I put in that whole year, year and a half of hard work and that labor and getting myself out there positioning. And anybody can do that. But if you listen to the steps that you laid out in the earlier, that's the foundation. And also it goes back to having a platform. That is a big point of that, too, because having a website, having a blog, creating traction that allows you to be deemed as from the outside a credible source because now i say okay chassis she does social media whatnot let me check out her social media what she does and then i look online i see she has a website that looks good it's functional i see she's interviewing and interacting with other people that are doing something i'm more apt to say okay she is serious i'll pay her for work whatever rather than somebody that just has an email address and you text it to them and then it's like that's how i'll start it off so <laughs> it's kind of all absolutely and to your point sitting down with your peers, I definitely did that um, earlier on this year when I started to get serious about um, improving my personal brand and enhancing my voice. I had a, a conversation with uh, one of my friends. We we met when we were back uh, in high school, but he works up in Connecticut. He started the Black Man Can Institute, my friend Brandon Frame. He's a millennial just like us. And um, like I said, we met back in high school and he's always been a, a grand thinker, a really big um, thinker. So when he saw that um, I had the, the, the article on the roots and now that, that was that that wasn't uh, it, it was a spark that was ignited. It really was because I knew how passionate I was about millennials, but I wanted everybody else to know. And I think now, months later, the more I continue to interview millennials and connect with them and go to certain events, people are starting to see that, oh, she's like, you know a lot. And I mean, I think it's time for, you know, us to really step up and own our voice. But anyway, to the point, if you see your friends succeeding, do not, do not sit in the back and be like, oh, well, you know, I can't do what they do or they're already doing that. No, they had to hustle. They had to grind. They had to work hard just like you will have to. So, you know, use them as a resource. Sit down with them over coffee at happy hour. How did you do X, Y, and Z? Now, granted, they're not going to spill all the the tea and give you all of their secrets, but they'll be a great resource to, you know, talk it out and kind of help you navigate your way and figure out what it is you want to do in addition to that having mentors is also a great way uh one of my mentors she lives in new york i had brunch with her a couple months ago and i was just spewing out ideas and she was like chastity i don't see why you can't do that i think you should yep you can totally do that it's just about applying yourself and believing that you can yeah yeah that's real and um to to add on to that it's kind of like the biggest thing I had to learn to adjust is even just the, the having that humility. If somebody's in mm-hmm. your same age and they're killing it, like you said, don't sit on the sidelines and maybe critique or say, oh, I can't really have to be like, hey, I love what you're doing. Um, and, and can I get possibly get some help and then follow through? Because you I, I, yes. I, I have this right now that a lot of people say, Cassie, I want to start a blog or asking all these questions and stuff like that. And you're like, OK, I want to help. But then you never hear from them again. Mm-hmm. And it's like. Are you serious? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm telling people, I'm giving out thousands of dollars with the advice. I got tools and courses I'm in. I'm like, yo, you can use my password. You can do all this other stuff. And I'm not hearing from these guys. I'm like, 
okay, cool. So now what I do is I, I have a $50 an hour fee. If you want me to, to talk mm-hmm. about something, you have to pay because I ran into so many young guys out there and, and females that want to get into this space. But you ask them, okay, just email me. Just give me a call. You be And people will be surprised how available a lot of these people are. If you just come in, a short email, like very, very short, to the point, mm-hmm. ask for time, a lot of these people are available to help out, help one another, and you just got to put yourself out there. Absolutely. So let's go into um, the future round. So what's the future of Chastity Cooper and, and some of the things that you're working on that you want to, you can tell with the, uh, to, to the viewers? Sure. So my whole thing and this is just as of late is really to continue on um, being this uh, champion for the millennial generation not a day goes by that I read a story that isn't talking about the millennial generation saying how lazy narcissistic freeloading um, enticing whatever word you want to use to shade us I I see those stories day in and day out so I want to continue to be this champion for our generation, really uplifting us and and shedding light on the positive things that we're doing. A lot of us are starting our own businesses, running for office, um, doing really cool things that in some parts of the country and the world, they're kind of going unnoticed. So, um, you know, while it's great for millennials to be the selfie generation, we need to take that a little bit further. In addition, I guess, really um, continuing with the millennials on a mission, um, finding different millennials and really building upon that platform and then um, really just enhancing my knowledge in the digital uh, media space. So um, I'm currently learning how to code via Code Academy. Again, another free resource for people to log on and use and and really um, gain more experience uh, working with different Nonprofit organizations, um, you know, I'd, I'd love to one day in the, you know, in the distant future, start my own nonprofit. But I, I see that that is kind of an oversaturated market. Very, for, very, very, very. You just so, be a social entrepreneur, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'd rather, you know, be okay. After you have your nonprofit, how are we going to teach people and, and inform them about what you do? Oh, you need a Twitter account, you need a Facebook. You need an Instagram. How are these things going to work together? And let's move forward that way. So that's kind of the plan um, for the end of continuing to freelance, um, write and contribute to different blogs and, then, you know, continue to brand myself as this millennial expert. Amazing. Sounds amazing. Um, I have two more questions. And I'm for my audience, I'm going from 100 to zero. No, zero to 100. Yeah, I think so. Real quick, real quick. Um if you had to tell yourself something, knowing what you know now, 10 years ago, like so if you're looking at, you're 26? 25. 25. So 15-year-old Chastity, what would you tell her? <laughs> what would you tell <laughs> Oh, I would tell her, no dream is ever too big. I'm a, I am such an inquisitive and creative and, you know, outgoing thinker, and I always have these really crazy ideas and in the back of my mind I'm like that could never happen but I would tell 15 year old Chastity don't doubt yourself you can do it and just continue to work hard be kind and be humble too you know you're gonna fail you're gonna have those times where things don't work out but 
having faith the size of a mustard seed can take you so, so, so far. So just having that belief in yourself and, and, and really keeping positive people around you um, at all times. You're going to run into those people who you thought are your friends, but they're really not. Um, learn from it. Don't let it keep you down and keep it moving. That's great advice. That's great advice. And also, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all going to have this time in our life where we're no longer here on this earth. And when that time comes, what legacy do you want to leave behind? Oh, that's a great question. I always think of the song by, here by Beyonce. Um, just really being this change maker that A, doesn't take no for an answer. Um, this really creative um, thinker that, you know, kind of pushes back and isn't afraid to ask different questions or figure out different avenues. But more importantly, I want to be uh, remembered as one that, you know, puts her heart into things that she cares about and who really enjoys serving others. Um, because as I said at the beginning of the podcast, service is really the foundation of everything I do. So, you know, really being this outgoing, authentic, sometimes a little quirky, <laughs> more times <laughs> a little quirky, but um, someone that cares a lot about people and I really want to see, you know, those in front of me and coming up behind me succeed. So, and, and doing everything in love. Sounds good. So we're going to head to the culture change round and I'm going to ask you five questions and mm -hmm. um, just rapid answer and then just uh, give the audience a chance to go into your brain real quick. You, you ready? Sure. All right. What is the best piece of advice that you've ever received? Oh, oh my gosh, that's a good one. I would say always ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. The, the worst answer you can get is no. Second what is one of your personal habits that can attribute to your success? I'm an early bird. So I get up at the oddest times of the day, whether it's it could be like five in the morning or if I can't stop thinking and my mind can't stop racing. I wake up at like 1, 1.30 sometimes. I have to jot some stuff down, hop on the computer, type stuff out. But I really attribute a lot of my success to, um, you know, being that early bird that catches the worm and, and loving, you know, the morning. What is your favorite book and why? And I want you to give us probably two or three real quick because I know we didn't have a chance to on the podcast talk about books and I'm a huge reader. I know you are as well. So first, um, The Alchemist. I'm sure you'll hear this a lot. Um, <laughs> by great book. It's really about manifesting your destiny and believing yourself. Second one is The Four Agreements. Four things, and I wish I could wrap them off um, much more quicker, but the one that sticks out to me the most is don't take anything personally. People may come for you. People may shade you. People may talk about you. Don't take it personally. You know, people are going to talk about you until, you know, you're long gone and even beyond that, but um, just remaining true to yourself and keeping focused. The third book, um, and I actually finished it up this summer, Instinct by T.D. Jakes. It really talks about that gut feeling you have and going for it. Um, he talks a lot about when he was just starting out in the ministry, um, 
not being so sure about, you know, what it was he was supposed to be doing, but really becoming more in tune with himself and, and, um, what God had planned for him. So, um, the alchemist, the four agreements and instinct. What inspires you most and keeps you motivated? Hmm. I would have to definitely say my family, um, definitely keeps me motivated and they keep me inspired. Um, I'm so lucky to actually have family to live in the DC area. Um, so, you know, whether it's, I, I may be on a job hunt or I may be, um, going off on a trip, um, to mentor kids. They've always been so supportive of what I do. And, um, I'm just really grateful, uh, to them, but they also, um, keep me motivated. I have younger cousins that, are in middle school and soon to be starting high school. So everything that I do, I know it's going to eventually shed light and hopefully inspire them to do great as well. Great, great. I, I definitely uh, I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. <clears throat> this is a this question always throws everybody off. If you were the president of the United States, what's the first thing you would do? Oh man! So this is after the inauguration. Yes. Okay. The first thing I would do, I would probably, I would want to go speak at my high school. I would want to address, um, do kind of a state of, a mini state of the union, um, if you will, and really just encourage them. Like, you know, I graduated from Evanston Township High School X amount of years ago. And, you know, the road I traveled wasn't necessarily easy, but now I'm the president of the United States. And, you know, sure, I've got Secret Service for how, uh, following me and I could call up my favorite um, artists to come perform at my house anytime I want. But the, the ultimate, um, you know, thing I'd want to deposit in those young people is that you have to have this heart and this willingness to serve and to improve the world around you. So definitely visiting ETHS, giving a little state of the union speech and visiting my community and in, in, in my hometown. So the last question in, um, I tag myself the culture change agent. And mm -hmm. this one is our biggest and most fundamental question because the reason why I do what I do and the reason honestly why you do what you do is to inspire and impact our culture. And you know, our culture right now, especially in the minority community is very, um, very confused, very confused, and there's a lot of areas to change, and this question revolves around that, so you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. If you could change one thing about society, most specifically your African-American culture, what would it be and why? Hmm. Now, this, this got to be a deep. I would, yeah, that's, um, so I'm taking a little bit of time to think about it. I would want us as a people to, and I know this sounds really just, um, it could be very vague or could be deemed as basic, but just genuinely supporting one another. Um, that could be, you know, somebody who got an A plus on their test or, you know, they were featured, um, you know, in a magazine that they got to meet the president being genuinely, excited and happy for that person and supporting them. I think, you know, whatever you put into the universe, you're definitely going to get that in return. So all the malicious things people do, whether it's, you know, sub 
tweeting people or, you know, talking about them on Facebook. And trust me, I've learned my lesson when it comes to doing certain things of that nature, but really just coming together and supporting one another. I think in times of tragedy, our community has definitely done that very well. Unfortunately, we've had to see that one too many times in the last, oh my gosh, I'd say, you know, for our generation last 15 years with, you know, um, tragedies like Trayvon Martin and Mike Brown and Sean Bell and Oscar Grant, I could go on and on, but I think our community really has and always has and always will have a very strong voice, but we need to learn how to come together and continue to support each other, not just for when tragedy strikes or not just for when the BT awards are on. Hey, black Twitter, but (laughs) in other, in, in other respects so that we can, you know, prove, not necessarily prove people wrong, but not, necessarily um you know give in to these stereotypes that people have of us that you know we only point out um certain flaws about each other and we really don't care for for one another when i know that you know i'm proud to be a, a black woman in the united states a lot of people you know think differently but i'm i've always been proud of my culture and my heritage and and the things that the values that have been instilled in me since i was a kid so supporting one another sticking together and, you know, moving forward as a unit. That's what I would say. Love it. Love it. Love it. So that wraps up it all. I mean, I've, I've definitely had amazing time talking to you, Chassie. You dropped so many jewels on us. And I would, I would like to thank you on behalf of myself, Culture Change United, the every all minority trailblazer nation for giving us your time because I know time is a resource you can't get back and you gave us mm-hmm. our your time so I appreciate you absolutely I had a great time chatting with you and I'm so excited about the work that you're doing um, I'm gonna give a little plug I did feature Greg as a millennial on the mission so if you want to go check that spotlight out and learn more about him and how we conversed via email and all that fun stuff. It's all on my website at chastitycooper.com, C-H-A-S-I-T-Y-C-O-O-P-E-R.com. For anybody (laughs) that wants to inquire about your services, learn more about you, find more about what Millennials on a Mission, because honestly, we didn't even get to address that, and I apologize, audience, but Mm -mm. it's all on her website, and I'm going to do a feature on my website about Millennials on Mission. Yeah, so for for all, everybody wants to find you on social media, wants to contact you, find out about where about you, where can they find you at? Sure, so um, on Twitter... And Instagram, I'm Chastity S. Cooper. So it's all one word, C-H-A-S-I-T-Y-S-C-O-O-P-E-R. Find me on Twitter, find me on Instagram, Google+, LinkedIn. Um, and then, like I said, my website, uh, www.chastitycooper.com. And, you know, shout me a holler, tweet me, Facebook me if you like. I'm totally, you know open and and love to converse with people i would like to thank everyone for tuning in to episode 11 of the minority trailblazer podcast and remember if you haven't yet please subscribe to the channel leave a rating whether the rating's good or bad please leave us a rating and thank you so much i mean i really appreciate all the love the support and also 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 please share this episode with a friend that's interested in starting their blog 
I think this episode will serve as a great encouragement for all you freelancers, bloggers, and anybody in that digital media space. And that's all I have. So thank you, everyone, for supporting this show, uh, for sharing this show, and for listening all the way through. Because if you listen all the way through right here, that means you're a true listener. So for all the information, go to www.greggyhill.com, which will be like this podcast will transition in a couple months to its own minoritytrailblazer.com but and you already know how we end the show i got one thing i need you to do one thing for us minority trailblazer nation and don't you ever forget to change the culture good night america even if it's in the morning